Hey everyone, it is October 27th, 2019, and welcome to another Brooklyn and Baritone podcast. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of people may know that as a verse, the script in the Bible, but that really applies to every single person that is walking this earth today. I'm talking about knowledge today. That's basically the basis of me talking, coming at you this week. Thank you for tuning in. That saying, that script, that verse is so deep. It's understandable when you first hear it, but the the deepness of it is like escaped by many people. Many people don't really understand because we, we're we living in a time where there's so much information. And more than likely, if you're listening to me, you're listening to me on a RSS feed in a podcast, either through Google Play Store, iTunes, on my website, possibly on my YouTube site. You may see me drop things on Facebook and also Instagram as well, social media. Information is there, but it's so much sources. There are so much sources of information. And a lot of information may sound good and there's, there's a good amount of truth and credibility to it, but it's not the whole picture. And that's where the knowledge comes from because power isn't really through brute force. Power really isn't from how much money and resources you have. They're tied into it. But it's really about knowledge. And I'm always talking about how divisiveness, how people keeping people divided and distracted. It's that is a form of controlling knowledge because you inhibit the proper and true knowledge of everything around us and our history. I'm gonna go into some of history too. Uh, the, the mistake that most of us make is like we think that, you know, it's just little trivial tidbits that don't really affect us and nothing can be further from the truth. Knowledge is so powerful. And when people say powerful, you automatically think of a way to utilize it and manipulate it to put yourself or others around you in a position of power. And that's not the case. It's supposed to be for everyone. So everyone can benefit overall. Sure, you can maximize your earning potential, your status, your pull and clout that you may have. But in the long run, you're not really helping anybody and you're actually hurting yourself as well. You're setting yourself up and other people for failure, no matter how much you may try to twist it or justify it. Of course, I like going to some statistics here. The American education system, high school, elementary, is based largely on quantity of graduated students as opposed to quality. Many people would understand that who are in the education system, because I know educators. I know people who have spent years and decades as a teacher, or in one way, shape, or form, working in the American educational system, elementary school level, high school level. And there's so much things that they can tell you that I, they've told me. And I also see that in the impact of society. And that's where everything starts, is education. Because if you have a peoples who are not educated, they're going to be easily controlled. They're going to be easily swayed. They are going to be 
easily led down the wrong path and make the wrong decisions. And they're not going to really take into, into account the severity of not learning history. Now, I'm going to go Google some things really quick. Um, I already have the stats. I failed to actually put down the source of where I got it from, this information from. Ah, there it is. Okay. All these stats I'm pulling together right now is actually from dosomething.org. This is actually, I believe, uh, maybe a couple years old. So it's actually do something altogether, one word, dot org. And I was looking through the web, of course, through a lot of different statistics. Um, and the thing with statistics is that I'm never a fan of surface level statistics because statistics up front paints a good picture depending on what your narrative is or your argument is. But the problem with that is people don't take the time to peel back the layers to understand why things are the certain way they are. Sure, you have the surface numbers to prove a certain point or paint a certain picture, but then we now have to go dig. And most of us, due to our educated, are not trained or even encouraged to really dig. It's just about doing what you got to do to do the status quo, do a little bit more to, to shine a little brighter than someone else, and then keep going on, keep moving, can't look back. That's, that's a terrible thing. 14% of new teachers resign by the end of their first year. Maybe a trivial amount, sure, whatever. They may figure out that, eh, teaching isn't for me. Chances are most teachers want to teach. They have something in them to educate people, children probably, because they know proper education for the younger generations is key for everyone turning out properly. They're not being educated properly, then you're going to have a nation and a world full of people making the wrong decisions and wrong choices based on erroneous or partial information and ways to handle themselves in the world around them. 33% of new teachers leave after three years. Now, that could be the straight altogether education industry, high schooling, elementary school. They could have gone to another school. But the fact is that they leave their position after starting it after three years. 33%. That's the third. That's a good chunk of people right there. So that's about just about double from the 14% after the first year. Almost 50% of teachers leave by their fifth year. Again, that could just be from teaching in general, could be from the actual high school or elementary stage, or even just at school. That's a lot. And that's saying a good amount. Not because, uh, you know, what people tend to do, because I'm reading these statistics about teachers, they would be quick to point the finger. It's the teacher. It's the teacher. They need to do better. Because there's a point where we held children responsible for their actions or inactions in school. We had kids who didn't, you know, pull themselves up properly, slacking off, goofing off, being disrespectful, and they were held responsible. Now, I can't even say not so much, hardly ever now, because we now look at everyone else except for the individual that's causing the issue. Of course, you're going to have teachers that are not meant to be teachers that could have done better, but... 
why are we not holding kids responsible to at least apply themselves? Because that's where everything starts. You can't go anywhere by sliding by in life. We all know this, but we allow it to happen. There's a reason why a lot of teachers, as you see by these statistics that I just read off from dosomething.org, there's, there's, something, there's something happening while these teachers are getting frustrated. Not so much the students too, but also the systems that they are forced to operate under. Because, like I said before, the American education system is largely based on quantity. So that means they're in a system to push people out. Are they prepared for the world or not? Well, that's another topic and another question. The numbers have to look good because statistics is the thing that we have to put to our higher-ups, to the public, to show, hey, look, we're, we're graduating people, but are they ready? It's the same thing as saying, I am a billionaire or I'm a million-dollar, billion-dollar company, and I want to lobby to operate in this town or this part of the country or this industry because we're going to make, I'm going to make thousands of jobs. Okay, but what kind of jobs are they? Are they jobs that where people can actually be educated and become industrial people and be more competent and competitive because we train them properly? Or is it regular okey-doke jobs where anybody could do it and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of stress, you're not getting enough money, and people might as well as burn out and leave or just burn out and stay there and do a half-assed job while they're there? Are those the kind of jobs we're saying that Thousands of jobs are being provided. What's the quality of jobs? We don't care about quantity. That's where the statistics in America, the world too, but mainly America. America's about marketing, looking a certain way. But see, when people have been marketed to for long enough, they tend to buy into things that get comfortable. So when some truths, actual truths start coming out, you want to shoot the messenger. It ain't the messenger. It's what you have failed to realize or been failed to learn or been failed to been taught. So truth is there. Truth is it's going to sting, but much like peroxide, it helps out. It helps you heal. Okay? We have wounds. We don't even realize that we have wounds because of the lack of knowledge. Going forward, one in four students graduate college ready. One out of four high school students only leave high school that are actually ready for college. High schools are not preparing students to excel after high school. Let that sink in for a little bit. That's crazy. That's only a quarter of all the students, just about, that are actually ready. Because in high school... That's like the last stand of anyone actually holding your hand, of guidance counselors showing real concern. Not to say colleges don't show concern. They do. But you're more in the big leagues now. All that free will that you've been pushed to say, you know, you want to do more, you want to do more of what you want to do. Now you're going to start feeling more consequences because no one's holding your hand. People will advise you, yes. People will take interest in you, yes, but not like elementary school or high school. You're more on your own. You have to go figure out your own schedule now. I can take, speak from experience where I didn't really, I wasn't really prepared for college myself. I'm one of those three other students who were not college ready. The goal was to go to school, but I didn't know what I want to do because I didn't know myself. 
When I went there, I my first what semester, I had giant gaps in my schedule. And for people who've gone to college, they know you don't want gaps because that's how you're going to discourage you. You got to find yourself busy doing things. You know, have like two classes in the morning and the next class you have is all the way in the evening. What you doing between that time? There's only but so much studying and stuff you could do in between that time for every day for like five days a week if you have a full schedule. You have to be prepared and our high schools aren't doing it. Society isn't really doing it. There's a big gap of even even cartoons educated the children more back in the 70s and 80s. Merge over to like the 90s and 2000s, you know, G.I. Joe had a moral lesson at the end of every episode. Channel 4 had more, you know, one to grow on where they showed celebrities showing, telling you what's the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do. We had Mr. T, you know, he was teaching kids because he knew the importance of it. He had his own, he had his own cartoon, serial, all that stuff, you know. We, we had um, three to one contact. We had Newton's apple. There was so much things, square one. There was so much things that were geared towards educating the child. Yes, it enforces certain things in school, but also life decision, life altering decisions. We're able to at least fend for ourselves a little bit more. I learned from Fat Albert when I was a little kid. That if you had a grease fire on the stove, don't put water on it. It's going to make it worse. Because we know oil is going to spread. There's oil and water don't mix. What did he use? Baking soda. And threw it on the stove and took it out. I said, wow, I didn't know that. No one's going to know that now. As a matter of fact, you probably ask any regular Joe Schmo on the street right now, which way is north? Which way is east? I could guarantee you there's going to be more than enough people that are not going to have a clue as to which way their orientation is. People can tell you about sexual orientation all day, but regular orientation, which way southeast? Oh, I don't know. Well, which way is, is, is your home from here, being that you're at work or at school? Most people can't tell you. They probably guess. <laughs> this, this, it may seem trivial, but this is saddening. One reason why I do this podcast is to at least talk to you in a certain manner and let you think about certain things. No man is going to know every single thing, but I know it was a lack of direction of what we all have. And a lot of that is due to terrible education because we have to make it look a certain way. But we also ignore so many other important factors where people, they fail in life. And then we look at the individual was like, no, we as a society, we fail people who go down the wrong path. For people who do flop in life, who don't find out who they are really to really unlock their true potential that the Elohim put on on this earth for every man, woman and child. To progress themselves, grow themselves spiritually, physically, mentally, and then spread that and resonate that with everyone else. Your strengths are not my strengths. My strengths are not your strengths. But we focus on that on a proper standard. How we're supposed to live and care for each other and the environment around us. We will excel in such a magnificent way. We still we can't even imagine it. So when some certain truths are presented to us, we can't accept it because we're not there. I'm going to go further. I'm not done. Let's go further. You know, as of late, many people have become more woke about 
the truth of Christopher Columbus. Now, I understand traditionally there's going to be people that's going to hold on to it because they feel it's, you know, um, I'm not taking a stab at anyone, but I feel people who probably are Italian-American, they're probably made, some of them, not all, all of them, may feel a way because it's an attack on their heritage. But you have to understand what this man did. You have to understand what this man did. Terrible things. This wasn't a day of celebration like we were brought up to think about, you know. Again, when we think of history, people think of it as a trivial thing. We feel like, oh, that's old time stuff. But you have to remember, if any past actions caused any direct result of our current negative condition, it has to be addressed and it has to be corrected. Most, most of our history was never addressed properly and not even corrected. So hence, we're going to have this continuing pattern of issues based on that, on that problem we had in history that we refused to really acknowledge or even want to take ownership to. We, once you know the origins of things, you can understand where you're going. Okay? So I know some people, of course, because of traditions or whatever other reasons, they don't want to accept the truth of what this man and his people did to Aboriginal people here in America, in the Caribbean, South America. Terrible things, mutilating people, raping people, murdering people. Okay? I'm all for the remembrance, but change it. Okay? We're not going to say he he's great and he's the furthest thing from great. Stop lying to yourselves and then that's part of what keeps so much of our ignorance perpetuating because we don't look at the proper history to learn knowledge of our whole world history. We only take the bits what we want to like and, and pretty it up and put sugar on it and then want to hand it to people. And the people who haven't really benefited from that or people who see and know their history, they're going to be like, no, I'm not accepting this. You have, to, you have to come out of your comfort zone. Humility. You have to be humble enough to know you don't know everything and to know that other things affect people that may not affect you. Sympathy, sympathy and empathy. This is one of my personal favorites here. I'm just doing little examples. Most Americans don't know why the American bison or buffalo almost went extinct. I posted this on Facebook a little while ago and it didn't get much fanfare. No one really responded or commented, maybe like one possibly two likes the most. It's because even when I went to a zoo exhibition, it said that it almost went extinct because of hunting. The reason why it almost went extinct because the United States Army, not against the Army, I'm a veteran myself, Air Force though, but still, I'm a veteran. But truth is truth. The American buffalo and bison almost went extinct because the United States government slash U.S. Army decided that they were going to destroy, decimate the Sioux tribe. That's the indigenous people of the Americas at the time. We're going to decimate their way of life. So soldiers, government agents, and then other citizens who had guns and rifles, they gave the green light to kill off the buffalo because we needed to control the Sioux people because they couldn't overtake them in on 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 in combat in the field 
It wasn't happening. So they had to go find another way to destroy their enemy and subdue their enemy. So the innocent buffalo and bison, because of the United States government, back in the 1800s, decided, well, we're going to destroy their way of life, their commerce, their food, everything. So when they finally succumbed, they were able to do what they wanted to do with the Sioux tribe. That is the reason why. Most people may not know about it because it may be kind of like an offshoot trivia. But as part of our history, Native Americans, Americans, United States government, Americans, that is our history. That so much people just don't know about, they reject it, or want to remain ignorant to. It's the truth. And then when I or someone else may bring that up, we're not using our own spin. We're not making this up. This is already things that happened, things that are documented, but people want to attack the messenger. You're, atta- you're really because you feel attacked because you don't have the humility to open up mind. You want to be closed minded. You don't want to have you don't have room for anything to get in there. Aggression. Remember, I did a podcast about that a while ago. Have your mind open to understand that everything that you know may not be all there is. Going on to my people. Many blacks don't know much about African heritage outside of ancient Egypt. Because many people would be pro-black, which I could understand why. Believe me, I understand. But they feel that people who follow Elohim is following the, uh, the, the slave master's religion. When that's the furthest thing from the truth, because everything in history points to every points to Elohim being around way before they had uh, slave masters. Now, the term slave has different meaning, just like how to word unicorn. Unicorns, old English language where unicorn actually st- still, in a sense, scientifically means the one horned rhino, not that horse with the horn sticking out. I don't know where and why. That came about, but the actual the one-horned rhino is called the unicorn. So the same way how slavery doesn't always mean what was done to many blacks during the slave trade. Being extricated from their land, being forced into labor, being mutilated, torn apart from their families, forced to breed, being raped, being murdered, murdered being mutilated, being tortured. The slaves back in ancient times didn't go through those things because many people, even, even back to Rome, they had slaves, but they were more so servants. They, they were in a life of servitude, but they can buy their own freedom. They were not really mistreated. Okay. They were treated properly. So people just automatically think that term slave meant all oh, the slaves in the Bible. No, educate yourself on the proper language languages and the terms in ancient history because things tend to change because people change and then people change things so many things loses their authenticity or even their meaning or even their impact all right so back to people thinking that everything black is all about you know commit all of the whole content of egypt did not practice what people in ancient egypt practice this is also it was called known as commit Kemet also was known as Mizraim. Back in those times, it was not uncommon. It was actually common practice for a major person, or progenitor, I guess you want to call, to go and establish a certain part of a land, and it's named after that person. So Egypt, from Kemet, from Mizraim. Mizraim was named after someone. Mizraim 
was one of Noah's grandsons. Yes, the same Noah of the ark. And also, just like that nation of Kemet and Mizraim, also known as Egypt, we had the nation of Cush. Cush was also named after one of Noah's grandsons. Many people don't know that or don't or they refuse to think about that. And also Babylon, around the same time Samaria, Mesopotamia, Babylon was possibly, I believe, the first or most grandest official kingdom on this earth who was brought together and ruled by Nimrod. Nimrod doesn't get much burn because many people just totally omit him from their mind or even probably history, even though he's there. That is where we get so much of our religions from. It stemmed from that. So everything goes back further from this Egypt. Cush, Mizraim, and Nimrod, they were all grandsons of Noah, of the Ark. Yes, that very Noah, who people think is a fairy tale, but history will tell you, would digress. This is our history. So things that people say is like, you know, about Ra and everything and that kind of trinity there, that stemmed from something further back in the sense of Noah. And we all know the story about Noah. So it was a lot of people, my brothers and sisters, seem to not want to get past that or don't want to look past it because they feel that because anything dealing with who they believe God is is related to the slave master, which is not true. They've twisted things. So, of course, that misinformation shows to goes to contribute to miseducation of people. That means the knowledge we have is skewed and limited. I hope I'm getting to the point. I have something for our church people, too. Many church people don't realize or don't want to accept that the actual official day of dedicated worship was changed. It was. Now, I hear a lot of arguments. I hear of a lot of people justifying it. But if you are a follower of Elohim and Yeshua, you know that they didn't change anything. Who changed it? The Roman Catholic Church with the main help of Emperor Constantine. I don't know why he did it. I don't know if he was actually felt moved and felt he was doing the right thing, but it caused a lot of division because man changed that. The Roman Catholic Church changed that along with many other things. I'm saying this to educate you, not to incite riot, not to feel like you're better than anybody or feel like anyone's better than you, but we all have to know the truth. These are things that we can still at least, you know, where we're still gracious and blessed enough to Find these things out. As long as we get out of our comfort zone and our own ignorances, the truth is out there. Once you realize the origin of everything, you will realize why we have certain issues. We will realize why we're not the best that we possibly can be. Now, you may not be able to control everything and everyone, but you can at least for sure control yourself. Start today. Read more. Do more. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your your, your closed mindset if you realize you do have one. Yes, be accepting, but you're going to be accepting to a certain degree. Yeah, I could keep going on and on. You know, I know I'm going on for a while too. So I'm saying, all right, many people, even scientists, don't even know of Ernest Haeckel. And this is the guy who published the embryonic drawings basically to favor... Um, the evolutionary uh, theory. I say these things because people are still learning about this. The thing about this guy, Ernst 
Haeckel, I believe his name is, it was a fraudulent drawing to support that. I grew up in an education system learning that. Mind you, this is like in the 1800s when it was like over 100 years ago that it was found out that it was fraudulent, absolutely fraudulent, right? And it was he was ousted for it. But here I am in the 80s, 90s, still in textbooks, still learning about it. why is this in the textbooks? You have to ask yourself. Sometimes what we learn isn't the truth or isn't the whole picture. Unfortunately, there's one point where America was pretty good with educating its people properly with quality, but then as time progressed, we learned it's all about just get them in and get them out. Get them in and get them out. It's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. We don't know. We don't care if he, if this 12th grader can read at a 12th grade level. He's probably stuck at a, at a 6th grade level. It's okay. Put him on there, give him chances, and push him out in the world where he's totally unequipped to deal with himself or anything, anyone else, to deal with money and finances, to deal with himself emotionally, to deal with what his talents are so he could pursue the proper career field if he so chooses. But we're not worried about that. But then when an individual flops, we look at them, we point at them, we blame them, or we blame the teachers, or we blame somebody else. We might blame Brooklyn Baritone because he's saying so much, too much things that are, that are igniting or inciting riot. I'm talking the truth. It is what it is because I live around this every day and I have been subject to some of these things myself every day. You know, I even wrote down about the Piltdown Man. I learned about this stuff and it's been shown to be a hoax. You know, another example of evolutionary proof turned out to be a hoax and it was ousted as a, as a hoax. But I am still reading. Children today are still reading false things. When I was young, one more thing. I was still learning about white man's burden. All right, not the movie or the book, because I know there's a poem about that, but white man's burden is basically the, the responsibility of white slave owners to educate the Negro because, you know, they were so uncivilized and uneducated and uncouth. These were things, these were examples of things that I learned and it have impacted me. So if it impacted me, Thankfully, I was able to get out of my comfort zone and start to connect more dots and understand, okay, some things have some truth to it, but it's not the whole thing. Some things are told just straight out lies because it doesn't make sense. But what about so much people who are groomed every day now to be distracted, to be divided? So now they're going off of this partial, deliberately tainted information. Now you have a whole nation of people who are not educated properly. This is why I understand knowledge, knowledge is power. You don't have any knowledge, you have no power. You have no identity of self. You don't have identity of self. Someone or some system is going to tell you who you are. And you're going to accept it because you know no better. I'm going to leave that there for, for this week. Thank you for listening. If you've endured that, please, by all means... Visit my website, www.brooklynbaritone.com. Visit my YouTube site, Brooklyn Baritone, Corey Ashley. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to my podcast, RSS Feed, on Google Play, the iTunes Store, and also my website, again, brooklynbaritone.com. I hope that I open up some, some eyes there. If I ruffle some feathers, okay, sometimes it's got to get ruffled at times. Do yourself a favor, and always, when you learn things, 
apply it, and share. That's all we have to do. That's the best we can possibly do to get better. We're all in this together. No matter where, how much money you got, or where you were born at, or where you at socially, physically, mentally, we're all in this together. I love you all. Stay blessed. Take care. We'll hear from you next time.